It's official. Sean Payton has informed the New Orleans Saints that he will be retiring ahead of the 2022 NFL season. So what do the Saints do now? Let's talk about how they should open up this coaching search outside of the facility. We'll also talk about how they can rearrange their existing coaching staff to make it work in-house. And of course, we'll talk about how Sean Payton should be remembered in his very successful career. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome back to yet another bonus episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don't forget that we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. And I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. You can find me on Canal Street Chronicles, Locked On NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday, sometimes on Sunday, sometimes twice on Tuesday, like today on Locked On Saints. All right. We now know exactly what is going on. No more question marks about it. The New Orleans Saints were informed that Sean Payton will not return as the head coach in 2022. Reports are saying that he has retired. Some reports are also stating are also stating that it might not be a full-on, you know, end of career retirement. It might be basically a break after 16 years of coaching. He was an active head coach for the New Orleans Saints for 15 years of that. Remember 2012 was the whole Bounty Gate business. But for the New Orleans Saints, they now have what I believe is the inarguably best potential head coaching landing spot for any head coach looking for a job this offseason. They immediately leap teams like the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the, the Denver Broncos, so on and so forth. They immediately become the most desirable position for a offensive coordinator that is a bright young mind that wants to get into an organization that has already shown that they can support that, right? Those big offensive um, sort of geniuses that can come in and revitalize a franchise. They can be attractive to defensive coaches that are out there that want to come in and work with a defense that already has so many foundational building blocks and so many studs all over, right? And was one of the top NFL defenses in 2021. They are a team that should be attractive to all candidates that are still out on the market. Doesn't matter if they've already interviewed anywhere or if they're interviewing a second time anywhere else. Everything now goes on hold for some of these coaching candidates who look over to the South and say, whoa, that job is open. So let's talk about what happens now, because the New Orleans Saints, in my opinion, should conduct an open coaching search. They should treat this as if, regardless of the rumors that there's the potential that Sean Payton may come back in a year or whatever. Don't even worry about that. You have to plan as if Sean Payton is no longer a part of your future. And as I said in my quick hit, which you can find over on YouTube, that is not, or on my social media, that is not a slight at Sean Payton or anything like that. You just don't know, right? Like I've certainly done things before to where I've said, "Eh, I'll come back to this in a week and then not gone back to it, right? This is an arduous and exhausting job and one that was an arduous and exhausting job to an ununderstandable or an ununderstandable, incomprehensible extent for Sean Payton in 2021, considering everything that this team had to navigate. So if they open up this coaching staff search the way that I believe that they should, there are a lot of very interesting candidates out there. And they're the ones that you've heard me talk about already. Offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel is the guy I'm going to pound the table for 
for the rest of the off season until something proves me wrong. Uh, Brian Dable may all of a sudden pump the brakes up in New York and say, wait a minute, that job's open, just like we were talking about. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett coming out of Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers might be done in Green Bay. All of a sudden, you can see an exodus from them because they're in a ton of trouble if Green if Aaron Rodgers ends up retiring. Similarly, across the division in Tampa Bay, what would you look at there if Byron Leftwich ends up looking for a new job? What about Eric Bieniemy, who has ties to the state, who has ties to the city? You can see the same thing in defensive coaching staffs as well, or potential defensive candidates like Vance Joseph, who is from Marrero, Louisiana, right? There are a lot of coaches out there that have ties to the organization. And there are some that are formerly a part of the organization, like Joe Lombardi, Aaron Glenn, who should potentially get phone calls, even out of courtesy, right? Because you have contact and you have a connection with those guys. But the New Orleans Saints should open up this coaching staff and go outside of the facility and try to land the offensive-minded, brilliant head coach or the defensive-minded, brilliant head coach that can come in and take advantage of the defense that you have in place. You cannot sit around and wait for this year. You can't waste a year of Cam Jordan's career, of Demario Davis's career, of Marshawn Lattimore's career. You can't do that, right? You can't waste a year of Ryan Ramchek, of Michael Thomas, should he come back to the team, as many of us expect that he will, of Alvin Kamara. There are too many building blocks in this organization to just sit back and say, well, Sean's gone. Now we're going to blow it up. I don't think that's where the New Orleans Saints go from here. And because of that, these outside candidates are ones that should end up warranting some consideration. You look at the way, I'll go back to Mike McDaniel for a moment. You look at the way that Mike McDaniel utilizes his offense. My friend Dylan Sanders uh, from over at Canal Street Chronicles and I were looking at some film of the San Francisco 49ers earlier today and watched him put uh, Trent Williams, the starting left tackle, in motion on a split zone action. That's the type of innovation in the run game that this team has always looked for with Sean Payton. So can you find your Sean Payton all over again, just like you went out and grabbed him in 2006 and brought in this you know, quarterback and everything and revitalized the entire organization. I don't know if you can do that here ahead of 2022, but you can certainly do the head coaching portion of it. So we'll continue to break down coaching candidates. We're going to do entire episodes devoted to coaching candidates, offensive-minded, defensive-minded, all of that. But my bottom line here is that the New Orleans Saints cannot sit around and wait and see if Sean Payton comes back in a year. Grab a new head coach, get the future started. And if Sean Payton decides that he wants to come back to coaching next year, then you get the opportunity to trade him to where he wants to go and end up picking up some draft picks for it. It would be sad to see that happen, but we don't know if that's even going to be the case, right? He could just simply retire and be done at this point. You can't sit around and wait to find out. You have to start building for your future. These players, this organization, this staff, this team, this fan base deserves for this team to continue to be competitive. And I think that the organization believes they owe that to themselves as well. This is a team that has not been outside of the competitive conversation since 2006, and I don't think that changes now. And $74 million over the salary cap, when you've planned for that to be the case and have plans to get out from under that, the New Orleans Saints should have more than what they need in order to be competitive in 2021. But the next week is absolutely critical, or maybe next two weeks, depending upon how long this coaching staff takes or coaching search takes. Uh, it is critical to the success and future of the New Orleans Saints. We've got the Senior Bowl right around the corner. That's going to be a big part of that as well, whether it means filling out staff after you've hired a head coach or potentially interviewing potential head coaching candidates while you're in Mobile. So, so much on the way there. But let's talk about what the Saints can do internally. Let's say they want to do all of this in-house. There's a way to shuffle around everything 
when it comes to this coaching staff in order to make sure that you keep the culture as it is. Because we're not just talking about schematics, X's and O's, what Sean Payton brings on the field. There's a culture in New Orleans. You have to find that leader. They might already have one in-house. Let's talk about that and much more as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, our bonus episode today. And speaking of bonuses, let me tell you about the bonus that I can help you get with one of the most fun websites out there, betonline.ag. Everybody wants to make sure that the games that they're watching have personal intrigue, right? You always have some skin in the game, something that you're really interested in, something that you're excited about. So it's always fun to get in on some action with live sports. One of the best ways to do that, fastest and easiest way to do that for sure, is over at betonline.ag. Whether it's football, basketball, hockey, baseball, UFC, MMA, or even just your favorite Vegas casino games, you can get in with it all over at betonline.ag. And don't forget, we talked about bonuses. Use that promo code if you're a first-time customer, Locked On. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, so that you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on in your first deposit over at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Huda Nation, continuing on with our bonus episode of Locked on St. Sean Payton has officially retired. They should go outside of the facility, open up this coaching staff. But what if they want to focus on their in-house candidates? No one can blame them. Let's talk about how they can get that done. As always, I appreciate you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Before we get started with that, I want to remind you about the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. They're going to be live on Super Bowl Radio Row all throughout Super Bowl week. So make sure you're following along over at the Peacock and Williamson NFL show wherever you get your podcast. So the number one candidate in-house in New Orleans for the head coaching job should be defensive coordinator Dennis Allen. In fact, today, Tuesday, he's interviewing for a head coaching position job in Chicago. Good news around that, by the way. That is very much related to this whole Sean Payton situation, head coaching situation for New Orleans. Uh, Assistant general manager and director of college scouting, Jeff Ireland, did not get the job in Chicago as their general manager. They went a different route. They hired a piece, uh, somebody from a front office piece, very, very good front office piece from the Kansas City Chiefs. So Jeff Ireland presently still in New Orleans, which means you still have your coaching uh, your your scouting staff in, in college still intact, which is huge for the New Orleans Saints. They've been hugely successful in that area for years now, despite the fact that there are a couple of guys that you can point to and say, well, that didn't work out, that didn't work out. Comparatively to other teams around the NFL, they are way ahead when it comes to their ability as a college scout. Another reason why this team is so attractive to other candidates. We'll break all that down in tomorrow's episode, though. So I want to talk about these in-house candidates, right? Dennis Allen, could be a guy that you give the reins to right away or you interview him at least and make him a part of that. Even if you go outside of the organization, guys that I think should in-house get interviews are Dennis Allen and Ryan Nielsen. Dennis Allen is currently the defensive coordinator. He, of course, stepped up and was the head coach and called the game for the, or not called the game, but was the, called the game defensively every game, but stepped up in week 15 on the 0-9 shutout of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay last season. Pete Carmichael, offensive coordinator, called the offensive plays during that time, and Darren Rizzi called the special teams plays. But Dennis Allen showed you that he understands the culture of this team, has turned this team into a defensive juggernaut, and put together one of the better defensive performances we've seen in the modern-day NFL in that game. So he should absolutely be the guy, the first guy, to get a phone call, an interview, whatever it may be, 
inside the New Orleans Saints organization. There's going to be a press conference at 3 p.m. Central Time. You might be catching this before, so you might be catching that after that, but we'll be hearing a little bit more about what the plan is. So let's say that the Saints decide to go that way. Let's say that they give uh, Dennis Allen the head coaching job, not the interim head coaching job, the coaching job, right? And with that, how do you move around the rest of the defensive staff to make up for the loss of Dennis Allen as your defensive coordinator? There's one or two easy shifts that can help with that. You can take Ryan Nielsen, who's currently the assistant head coach, as well as the defensive line coach, and make him the defensive coordinator. Add the assistant head coach tag to a guy like Chris Richard, who's currently set for an interview for the defensive coordinator position in Pittsburgh to get him to stick around, hopefully, or maybe he just doesn't get that position. And then the only big hole that you really have to fill is your defensive line coach. Much easier to fill a defensive line coach than it is to fill the space of, an, uh, of a head coach or a defensive coordinator. So that's a way that the Saints could easily restructure their staff in order to be able to stick in-house and try to keep as much continuity as possible within the coaching staff and the organization. The trick is going to be retaining as many coaches and what is in place currently as possible. We talked about the potential exodus that could happen if Sean Payton retired. Dennis Allen could potentially get that job in Chicago. Ryan Nielsen could take another job. You know, you have some desirable coaches that are within there. Like we mentioned with Chris Richard, you're probably going to have some folks that are going to be very interested in the special teams team as well, who have put together top five over the two of the past three years and the number one special teams unit in 2021. So there's going to be a lot that you're going to have to try to withhold and keep within the building, but promoting from within and showing some loyalty to those folks, even if it's just interviewing and making sure that they get a fair run at the job is a good way to show that loyalty and buy that loyalty in from those coaching staff members, as well as the front office. So that's the way that the Saints could potentially address all of this within. Pete Carmichael should get a conversation as well. He has been with Sean Payton from the very beginning and was a huge part of teaching, installing, evolving, changing, and sort of uh, shifting all of everything that Sean Payton and he did starting in 2006 or so, and then coming in over the time that Pete Carmichael joined and continued to keep all of it in place. So he's somebody that should get an opportunity and a conversation as well. The Saints have the fodder within the building if they decide that that's what they want to do. I still think they're better served by opening it up and really, really looking at their future and potentially trying to find that fresh mind that can come in and kind of change things, do things a little bit differently. Not that anything really needs to change. We've seen the Saints be impactful, but you want to see a greater focus on skilled position players. You want to see a greater focus on instead of trying to develop undrafted young talent, investing in proven talent. There are some things mentally or mentality-wise or philosophy-wise of the New Orleans Saints that could potentially shift with a new head coach. And I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. Anything that furthers or changes or evolves an organization can just as well be good as it can be bad. It's not going to be easy to replace Sean Payton. He is a legacy coach. He is a Hall of Fame coach. You lost a Hall of Fame quarterback the year before, now a Hall of Fame coach. That's not easy. That's not easy for any organization. And I think that that is going to be a big, big sort of cloud over the New Orleans Saints. It is on this organization to maintain hope within all of these situations for the fan base, for the organization itself, and the people within it. Sean Payton is going to be remembered highly, regarded highly as his career uh, comes to either a temporary end or potentially a permanent end as an NFL head coach. So whether it's in-house or outside of the house, you got to find a way to keep this team competitive and keep the storyline being written. Now let's talk a little bit about what has already been written for Sean Payton. What 
will he be remembered as? What should he be remembered for in the city of New Orleans as their former head coach? We'll talk about that as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saint. But before we get to all that, let me tell you about my friends over at Get Upside, the best app that I own that makes sure that you are getting cash back at the pump every time that you fill up. So go ahead, head over to the Google Play or your app store, wherever it is that you get your apps and download the Get Upside app today. And don't forget to use the promo code touchdown so that you can get 25 cents back per gallon or more every time that you fill up. 25 cents or more the first time you fill up with that promo code touchdown. So don't forget that promo code touchdown, all one word. They make sure basically that as you fill up, you take a picture of your receipt, you submit it into the app, and then you end up getting cash back to your account, which you can pull out at any time. You can have it put directly to your bank account, to PayPal. You can do Amazon gift cards or other brands as well. Some folks are making hundreds of dollars a month back per month on the money that they spend on gas, and then they're able to reinvest that into themselves, right? So go ahead and check it out. It's the Get Upside app. Stop paying full price at the pump. Get yourself some cash back with the GetUpside app. And don't forget that promo code touchdown for 25 cents back per gallon or more on your first fill up. Once again, that's promo code touchdown. Let's get it. Huda Nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. We've talked about how the Saints can go outside the organization, outside the facility, how they can stay in-house. But let's just focus on Sean Payton here for a moment, because I just want to talk about what Sean Payton's legacy should be in New Orleans. And and look, I, I understand, right? It's tough to see a head coach up and retire. And, and again, like these things have kind of been building over time. There are reports saying that he actually told Gail Benson a couple of weeks ago. And then uh, Miss Benson kind of said, Hey, think about it, go away, go on vacation, come back to me. Let's re let's talk about it in that case. In that case, he didn't leave the franchise out to dry. He didn't leave unbeknownst to anybody or anything like that. He was told and basically given the permission to take the time that he needed to make what is a very complicated decision. There were only 32 of these jobs in the world at a given time to walk away from that is not an easy decision. So I'm not going to sit here and try to like come at Coach Payton for making that decision to retire and making the decision that was best for him. And again, we don't know if it's a permanent retirement, if it's just for a year or whatever that might be, but you can pretty much imagine that his time in New Orleans is done. And that's not easy because if you look at what it is that Sean Payton should be remembered as, he should be remembered for his legacy that he's going to leave in New Orleans in a positive light. And as a future Hall of Fame co- uh, coach, almost at quarterback, as a future Hall of Fame coach, in my opinion, 152 wins to 89 losses, uh, 0.633 winning percentage, which was fifth amongst active coaches at the time that he was active, 152 in 89, 152 wins, which tied for fourth, or yes, fourth most at that time. He had the fourth most wins above 500 amongst active coaches at the time that he retired. Uh, 10 different, excuse me, 13 different seasons with the top 10 offense, 10 seasons with the top five offense in the midst of that. That's just with New Orleans. He also pulled together one or two of those as the offensive coordinator with the New York Giants. I mean, this guy has revitalized or had revitalized New Orleans football, the New Orleans Saints, however it is that you want to look at it. And he deserves credit for that. And that's what he deserves to be remembered by, not this decision. This decision is not an easy one, right? This is an incredibly tough decision to make. And again, it's not like he just left everybody to hang out to dry. He was given the time 
to take the time to make the right consideration. And I think that he did um, in terms of making the decision that was best for him. So for me, Sean Payton should be remembered not just as you know an offensive genius, what he does with X's and O's, the schematics, all of that. He needs to be remembered as a cultural leader as well, right? He changed the culture of the New Orleans Saints. This was a losing mentality franchise until Sean Payton came in, right? Under Jim Hazlitt, they struggled. Under Ditka, they struggled. They had great years under Mora. But when it came down to what Sean Payton brought to this team, particularly with the offensive prowess, the firepower moving this team into the modern NFL game, he changed the culture. And not only did he change the culture once, he changed the culture twice because things were not great in 2014, 15, and 16. He'll tell you about it. He's talked about it in pressers, everything. In 2017, he changed the culture of not only the New Orleans Saints, but really impacted the NFL as a whole with his work within the competition committee, his comments and his, uh, uh, his outspokenness around the NFL's hiring practices and the unfair hiring practices that are attached to coaches of color. You look at the way that he changed the culture within New Orleans, and that's just a microcosm of the representation or of the reality in terms of how he impacted the entire offense, or excuse me, the entire league. His uh, usage of Sinio Kelamete as a swing tackle, as a sixth offensive lineman, got Sinio Kelamete a huge job in Houston and changed the way that offensive linemen were perceived instead of five positions, but a sixth position across the NFL. His usage of guys like Reggie Bush, committee running backs, all of that, it changed the way that other teams approached their usage of committee backs. He didn't invent the committee back approach, but he changed the way that teams looked at it, going to three backs, making sure that they have diversified roles, all of that. You also look at the way that he ended up impacting the way that teams looked at quarterbacks. The quarterback position was changed by Sean Payton, because he created an offense that was a blend of Air Coriel, which is looking to attack deep on you in the intermediate areas of the field, play action, all of that, but then also blended that with a surgical, surgically precise, sort of meticulous West Coast offense that could also dice you up in the short to intermediate area of the field and change the definition of what a successful quarterback can look like deep into his career to where you didn't have to have 20 plus yard passes or rack up air yards and all that when that was all that anybody cared about in young quarterbacks here over the recent years. He showed you that you could still be a Super Bowl team as they should have been in 2018 with a an offense that is predicated on paper cuts, basically. And then you look at the way that he changed the quarterback position again with the way that he implemented Taysom Hill, along with Mike Westhoff at the time in special teams on the offense as a runner, as a blocker, as a receiver, as a passer, everything that he did with Taysom Hill that led to draft picks like Nick Fitzgerald and others around the NFL that got drafted because Tommy Stevens, because they wanted to see if they could turn them into Taysom Hill. Everyone wanted the next Taysom Hill. Everybody wanted the next Alvin Kamara. But you know what? Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara, the only ones that ever existed, were in New Orleans. Why? Because of Sean Payton. It's not just about the win-loss record. It's not just about the decision to retire. It's about everything else. Team building, culture, the way that he changed the, 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 the perception of the New Orleans Saints, which could have seen social death in terms of the way that the Bounty Gate scandal set up to make the New Orleans Saints look like. But you know what? Sean Payton never let that happen. The way that we look at organizations that have bad histories, that could have been the New Orleans Saints fate. And that never took place because of Sean Payton.
So replacing him as a coach is one thing, but replacing him as a leader, replacing him as a cultural figurehead is going to be a whole other piece of the process. And we'll talk about it every single step of the way. I don't care if I have to put out three episodes a day to make sure you have the most up-to-date information around this coaching search. We got this. So we'll get through it. We'll talk about everything and we'll keep you up to date here on Locked on Saints. So make sure that you're subscribed, that you're following, that you're listening, that you're liking, that you're liking the page, that you're sharing with your friends and family, everything like that. I never ask for people to subscribe or like or anything like that. I'm asking you to do it now because this next couple of weeks are the most important when it comes to the New Orleans Saints future and the future of this franchise. I'll be back with you again here in just a little bit. We'll talk about the press conference, all of that as well, if there's big news to come from that. And then we'll continue to track throughout the offseason where this all goes. I thank you so much for making me your first, potentially second, maybe even third listen of the day. For your next listen, I highly, highly recommend you go and check out your boy Q, Locked on Bets. Have yourself some fun. Win yourself some money. Take your mind off of all this with the Locked on Bets podcast. And as always, for everything you need in between these episodes on your New Orleans Saints, make sure you're following along on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. Trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.